Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binaries of all ages, welcome to this podcast. We hope you're not here to do character creation because we don't do that the right way here. We do the cat creation. The cat creation. Who am I? Starfire. Uh, this is how to make a literal cat in your favorite RPG. That is not relevant, by the way. It was just, I made the mistake and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Joel Holland, by the way. Not Starfire. Confirmed he is not Starfire. And I am also not Starfire. I'm Austin Irwin. <laughs> and we'll be your host this evening. Can we get you anything to drink? No? Okay. <laughs> Joel, what are we doing today? I mean, obviously we're going to be making a cat that's kind of what we do here. But where? Are we going to be making a cat? From the comfort of our own homes. Okay, see, I was I was kind of going for, like, like this game is about tra- traveling, so, like, we go anywhere to make this cat, you know, it's, we, we don't, you know, the, the, the home is where the heart is, essentially, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of a kind of a play on the title of the game. We're playing Wander Home! <laughs> <laughs> this is a game made by... J Dragon. What a cool what a cool name. And definitely not a tongue twister that I had to practice in my head five times before I said it. Huh. We'll also have to do their uh what's the new one? Yazuba's bed and breakfast at some point. Sorry, the what? It's another RPG, don't worry about it. We'll worry about that one later. But yeah, this is a game about hold on. Read the uh dedication earlier and I, I liked it a lot. It says, to all the kids with their whole life in a backpack on their shoulders, survivors who find friends everywhere they can, drivers grabbing a coffee at a rest stop with many miles left to go, and everyone else searching for a place to call home, this one's for you. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. So, Wander Home is a game about a journey, and it's about the people you meet on your journey and the time you spend together there. So I have not looked into this game too much, but I have heard a lot of people talk about it, and it sounds great. I I love the aesthetics that they're going for here. I've looked at some of the art in this book already. It's great. Love it. The vibes mm-hmm. are immaculate, as the kids say. <laughs> now, there is one issue with this game, which we will get to in a minute, but uh, I think we're going to have a decent time making a character in here. I think so, too. I think it kind of uh, caters to our uh, unique style of character creation, I will say. <laughs> yeah. The thing about the game is it's it's a diceless game, so it's basically just a pen and paper RPG, which we, we've done one of those before, I think, just one. Yeah, I think it's just the one. We'll probably do more eventually. If you If you know it of a good one, let us know. But... <laughs> The point is, character creation is largely making decisions about the concept of your character, which we're, we're into because it, yeah, like he said, it fits our format better than trying to crunch a bunch of numbers. Yes. As you know, we are not that good at crunching numbers. We've had many an episode where we spend way too long crunching those numbers. I mean, I think we try, we, uh, get through the number crunching pretty, well it's just that it takes a while that's true i just my my brain is not wired for things taking longer than five minutes yeah it's not fun <laughs> i've got a tiktok brain rot as they say it's unfortunate 
Yeah, and I had that before TikTok was even a thing. So, <laughs> um, okay. Be like that sometimes. It, it do. You know, my doctor calls it something different, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> before we can take a look at this game, we need to take a look at our show's rules about making these cats. Yeah, we have eight simple rules that we need to follow to do this show. And the first of those rules is we accept no cop-outs. We are making a cat. We're making the exact animal that comes to mind when I say the word. No anthropomorphic races, no people turned into cats, no lions, tigers, or any other cop-outs you can imagine. And we've already hit upon the issue with this game, which is that you play as animal people, not like just regular old animals. Yes, so that'll probably be our first rule broken. Yeah, we'll we'll have some issues there. But we'll we'll uh, cross that bridge when we wander to it. The <laughs> second rule on our list is uh, we cannot use homebrew or house rules. If the rules in the rule book don't explicitly allow us to do something, or if they imply heavily something that would be considered a rule, we count those as a rule broken. Whichever one tells us no, mm -hmm. we have to abide by those rules. Rule number three is, if the game includes stats for a literal cat, those must be used or adapted to the game's character sheet. Just because this is a game about potentially cat people, I don't think this is going to come up. Yeah, no, I can't imagine that they have a literal cat stat block. No, maybe a cat person stat block, but we'll see. I don't actually think this game has stats. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think there are. Rule number four is the character, class, background, playbook, job, what have you, must exist in the game's core rules or as part of an official expansion. Yet again, no homebrew. It doesn't exist. It's not real. Not to it us. It can't hurt this. you. Yeah, it can't hurt you. Not here. Rule number five is the cat can learn any skill available to its class, even if it's not something a cat could normally be trained to do. So even though we are not a cat person, we have to be able to do anything a cat person would in in this setting, within reason. Rule six is uh, if a tool would be physically impossible for a literal cat to use, even if comically downsized for them, they cannot use it. So, you know, like a chainsaw, favorite example is a jackhammer, just because I like the idea of a cat standing <laughs> on a jackhammer. I think that'd be a funny image. <laughs> Stuff like that. They 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 can't they can't operate those. They don't have the licensing. <laughs> nope. Not not allowed. Rule number seven is if a character sheet has a section that is meant to be filled out in collaboration with the whole table, we have to leave that blank so potential players can make it fit the group that they're playing with. I believe there are a couple sections of this that may require a team to do, but I don't know if those come up in character creation or if they come up later. I know for a fact they come up, like, during gameplay, I, but I do not know if we'll run into it creating. But I guess we'll find out. We'll see. And we'll find out through rule number eight, which is we have to keep track of every rule that we break. Anything that comes up and we're like, ooh, we can't do that, but we kind of have to, we, count the, we add that to our list. Usually, it is, like, one or two rules. Surprisingly, a lot of RPGs out there have pretty loose rules about who and what you can and cannot play. So we're like good most of the time. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. First and foremost, we need to choose a playbook now. 
Uh, let's see, that starts on page 45 in the book. We get a little uh, blurb here on 46. Each playbook represents a specific type of person you might find across the half. We use our playbooks to create our characters, which we will use to explore the half. This is not an exhaustive list of all playbooks. Plenty of people have written their own, and if you search far and wide, I'm sure you can find playbooks that suit your needs. Except we can't, because those would be homebrew, which is not real. <laughs> the 15 playbooks contained within this book should serve as well for now. Agreed. Yeah, 15 is a lot <laughs> of playbooks. Our options are, I guess let's just go down the list here on page 47. First off, Caretaker. The Caretaker pays attention and tends to the small and forgotten gods, helping each one find a home. Next we have Dancer. The Dancer opens up to all the magical and strange forces in the world, inviting them to dance and exist in the moment. And we have the Exile. Banished from their homeland, the Exile travels through the Hath, looking for somewhere that can take them in and help them heal. Next is the Firelight. The Firelight is accompanied by a firefly that lights their path and helps guide people through the world. Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Page 64 is The Fool. I, I don't think it means either the tarot card or the stand, but you never know. The Fool is unused to and unfamiliar with the complicated and tangled world outside and approaches everything with the same naive optimism. Nice. Might be a good fit. Could be. Next is Guardian. The Guardian takes care of a ward, a young child with a difficult past and in desperate need of care. Yeah. We could get away with making two cats. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the Moth Tender. The Moth Tender assists the carrier moths that fly across the hath, delivering letters and parcels to everyone who needs them. Up next is the Peddler. The Peddler transports supplies and wares from place to place, ensuring that each community has access to everything they need to survive. Now, I like this one for <laughs> a reason that Joel and I talked about, I think, like a week ago or two. There's a specific character that may or may not fit into this role that recently... Because he has wares if you have coin? It, no. Oh. I, I, I don't like, remember what he's talking about. <laughs> you, the, the character that recently entered um, the public domain... Oh, right. The one that we have to name our uh, cat after this episode. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, he, he he transports stuff, right? Yeah, on a, on a boat. <laughs> yeah. Also, I didn't realize this, but, like, Pete, who, Pete was redesigned to be more like the cows later on, but he was originally a cat. He sure was a cat originally. I don't know where they made that redesign at. Me neither. Anyway, the next class we have, or playbook, sorry, is the Pilgrim. In search of a faraway place, the Pilgrim is carried by their faith and desire to reach a home that might not even exist. After that, we have the Poet. The Poet is a writer using their journeys as inspiration for their project, trying to tie together the threads that inter intertwine the history of this land with their own heart. Here's one that I think would be really fitting. The Ragamuffin. The Ragamuffin is a little rascal of a kid who just wants to cause problems and have fun. That is a very good one. Then a shepherd. The shepherd tends to a herd of bumblebees, keeping an eye out with them as they travel to different pastures. Save the bees, man. You gotta. Then we have the teacher. The teacher is a traveling professor who visits kids throughout the half to instruct them on specialized knowledge and hidden secrets. We have the vagabond. 
Vagabond was once convicted by a faraway and cruel authority and has been forced to reinvent himself on the road. That's the that's the redemption arc. Yeah. That's the uh escaping your uh your corporate overlords into the public domain. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. If you can't tell, this is the first episode recorded in the new year. Yeah. <laughs> we got we gotta get this joke through before they reclaim the domain on him. I don't think they can do that. They cannot do yeah. that. <laughs> that ship has sailed. Pun intended, question mark? No, then I would have said that steamboat has sailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair, fair. <laughs> one last one I can go over real quick. Veteran. The veteran was once a great hero who held the entire world on the tip of their blade. No longer. Hmm. Okay, so we have a few good options for what we want to do. Yeah. I'm liking, like, Exile, Fool, Ragamuffin, and Vagabond, specifically. And I think you said Peddler. Yeah. Peddler, I'm okay with not going with, just because I think they're... Because I'm also a fan of Exile and Vagabond. You know, one thing is, all of these do come with, like, a rec- like recommended animals. Like, if you look at the caretaker, they're like, uh, you should be a stoat, a salamander, lemur, crow... Or, if you don't like those, a reflective or quiet animal. Oh. So, some of these might make it easy for us by saying, hey, play as a cat. True. Check the exile first. Let's see what it says. The exile. Your past clings to your shoulders like an old woolen cloak. Someday, perhaps, you can return home. Choose an animal. A deer, tiger, eagle, skunk, a rare animal, or a nomadic animal. Well, there's tiger, but, uh... Uh, the vagabond... Let's see. The world's taken everything from you, beat down on your shoulders, and given you an aching heart. If you're a criminal or a monster, you know what you are. You are alive. Your care is invisible, cautious, and unimaginably deep. Animals listed are possum, rat, rattlesnake, raven, a misunderstood animal, or a sneaky animal. Cats can be sneaky. Also, I want to note that one of the things that you can call yourself is a thief, and as we have established many times on this podcast... Cats do have a natural affinity for crime. Yeah. Well, it's specifically two that you call yourself and two that you staunchly insist that you are not. Oh, I see. So, like, you could say, I call myself a hero and a gentleman. I am definitely not a thief and a liar. <laughs> yeah, never call me that. Oh, Ragamuffin, the, one of the suggested animals, is a kitten. See, that's on page 88. Or 99 of the PDF. Let's see, run, scream, play, steal, and above all, live. You are alive, your care is young, exuberant, and naive. Hmm. So yes, a kitten is an option for that one. Let's see, so, so far we've not seen anything explicitly, like, suggesting that this would be a bad call, like, because we had, we had Tiger for Exile, we had, um, we had Sneaky Animal for Vagabond, mm-hmm. and we had Literal Kitten for Ragamuffin. Let's see. The Fool might also be good, now that I think about it. Let's see what it says. That's page 64, or 75. Choose an animal. Parrot, star-nosed mole, samoyed, anole, I don't know what that is. Or a goofy animal, or an oblivious animal. Again, could work. Because cats are, historically speaking, silly little guys. True. Also, I didn't know a samoyed was a dog breed? Yes. They are the ones that you sometimes see people calling shoobies. The big, white, fluffy, dumb boys. And then, finally, we need to look at the peddler. 76. 
Looking at these, I'm not sure that the, uh, the cat fits. We've got donkey, condor, llama, crocodile, and if you don't like those, a rugged animal or a tireless animal. Cats, um, famously, not tireless. <laughs> and not rugged, for sure. Man, this is tough because it's like, it's not as explicit as a lot of others. Mm -hmm. This is what you do type deal. After reading through them, I'm more partial to the ragamuffin and the vagabond. Because the ragamuffin is good, and I think basically right up our alley. Yeah. I mean, it's either we can be a criminal or we can be a prankster. Be a little prankster. Let's do, let's do ragamuffin. Just be a, a silly little guy. Yep. Sounds good. So, uh, Mr. Mikolas will be the ragamuffin. Animal form, kitten, character name. I'm sorry, what are we naming this? Mikolas M. Mouse. Okay, how do you spell Mikolas? It's not It's not a real name, as far as I know. So, I like, I imagined it like Nicholas, but with an M. Okay, Mikolas. So, M-I-C-H-L-O, or L-O-L-A-S? I think that's right, yeah. Nicholas M. Mouse. We got a cat named Mouse. I feel like I've seen that in a movie somewhere. <laughs> I think there was like a, a cat named Dog or a dog named Cat or something like that. Yeah. There, I'm, then, of course, we've had a few dogs named Dog. Have we? Yeah, Columbo and Good Omens. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen Good Omens. Did they ever release season two of that? Yeah, they did. There you go. That's how long it's been. I... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> Hello there, everyone. Hope you've been having a good episode so far. We certainly have. Isn't that right, Austin? That is right, Joel. You know, I, I'm really enjoying this one so far. But I'll talk more about that at the end. But for now, we're we're in the mid-roll, you know? We're kind of, we're slowing it down just a bit uh, to tell you about what we've got going on. Joel, would you like to start us off? Sure. So, the show as, that you are listening to right now is called How to Make a Literal Cat in Your Favorite RPG. Hopefully we said that at the beginning. I think we did. We definitely did. I believe so. We usually do. Anyway, so if you want to find that online, currently the best way to do that is still by going to literalcatpod.start.page, because that is our link to all of our other links. And let's see, what's the first? First and foremost, one of the, the first links you'll see on there is our email address. It's like near the top. And that email, if you don't want to go there, is literalcatpod at gmail.com. What's so important about this email, you ask? Well, that's where you can send us pictures of your cats, or you can request to come on the show, beg us to play your favorite game, or, I don't know, what's something else someone could do with an email account? Did you already say send us pictures of your cats? I definitely said that. Okay. Well, yeah, you definitely do that. Just tell us about your day, you know? <laughs> hmm. I don't know about that one. Send us pictures of your cats, give us game recommendations, uh, request to be a guest. I think I think you got it. Cool. What's something else they can find on there? Uh, something else you can find on there are our various social media pages. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Blue Sky, at LiteralCatPod. Um, you can also find 
these episodes on YouTube, again, at Literal Cat Pod. We post those up on there on the little YouTube podcast things. Yep. So those those can all be found at the start page. Um, and while you are listening to the show um, on any podcast listening app, you can leave us a rate and or a review. Yeah, we'd like that. Yeah. Tell us what you think about the show, you know? Just uh, give, give us your feedback, you know? Hopefully good. We would really appreciate it. Uh, getting ratings can really help boost the show's discoverability uh, in different apps. So if you like the show and you want more people to listen to it or talk about it with you, then make sure to give us a good rating. And that way more people can find us. Yeah. You can also, you know, just like tell your friends that you found this cool show. But you might also want to not tell your friends about this cool show right away if one of them is starting a new campaign, because you could also just go to bit.ly slash literal cat pod or click the uh, character sheet link in the start page, which will take you to a Dropbox folder containing the character sheet from this and every other episode. Yeah, you are able to take any of the cats that we have made and play them in your own games. You know, if you want to play as the cat or i mean you could even put them in as an npc you know we have plenty on there how many how many episodes have we done oh dude we've done like this is episode what 41 i think so yeah plus you got to consider that every 10 episodes basically we've done an episode that contains at least 5 characters so in total we probably have around 60 characters at least. And that number is just going to keep growing. But, like, someone's starting a new D&D 5th edition campaign. You could bring them... I don't even remember the name of our... Uh, I don't remember that cat's name. I wasn't in that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was our pilot episode. It's, like, at the very top of the document. I feel like we named it, like, a. we used the warrior cat name generator on it. But what was the... What was that? Hunting Sea. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's a, a rogue, so... Fits all your rogue character needs. Or if you are about to play Wander Home, check back later today or in a few days, if you're listening to this the, the day it came out, and you can probably pick up the character that you are listening to us make right now. You know someone who's about to start a new Monster of the Week game. That was like episode, what, nine? Yeah, Monster Mongo. There... We've got we've got a lot of different cats in a lot of different systems. So yeah. far, I believe we have used a different system for every single cat. That's the idea. Yeah, you have options galore, and all these cats are fully fleshed out. Backstories, abilities, all that fun stuff. All the things you need. Yep. And, you know, if if you're playing as one of these cats, and if you're looking at all of our social medias and stuff, and you think, man... I just can't get enough of this show. I really want to know what these lads are going to be up to in the future. Or I really want to be a bigger part of this show than just a listener. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash badgertrove. Over there, we have a few different tiers, you know, allowing you to see things such as, you know, upcoming systems slash guests, uh, different things that we're doing. At higher tiers, you can provide input 
stuff that we'll take to heart and you know put into these episodes it doesn't stop there because this is a place where joel and i are going to put other projects that we're working on in the future so uh, we have a couple of things on the back burner currently that will hopefully soon see the light of day i know joel you're working on something still right yeah, uh, I apologize for Silent Mayhem under Springfield's uh, playtest edition being a bit late. Or, you know what, I've still got seven days as of recording this. Maybe it's not late. In mm-hmm. which case, never mind. Like, I'm so close. I've just got to finish the uh, the heist building worksheet, and then we're, we're good. <laughs> nice. And then hopefully other people can tell me important things I forgot to account for. Yeah, that's what playtest is for. Yeah. So if you've ever wanted to steal government cheese while playing as a raccoon, human, bear, cat, and mouse working together, then this will be the game for you. I, I'm excited for that one to come out. I, I definitely will want to play test that one. <laughs> but yeah, you can also get your hands on it. Just go visit, again, patreon.com slash badgertrove and check us out. You know, you can see what we're, uh, what we got going on over there. Yep. I think that's it for the show. Well, one more thing, actually. One quick side note about the Patreon. If you have been listening to us in the past or following us on Patreon for, when did we make that? Like, it was sometime late last year. Yeah. Or middle of the year. Whenever it was. Then you have probably heard us say before that we have we have polls on like our ten dollar tier. But Austin and I have talked about that and we agree that polls are not really a good ten dollar tier reward. So I we haven't done it yet as a recording, but we kinda talked about moving that down to the two dollar tier. Yes. That way, you know, you'll be able to support us, give a little bit of input. You know, like like Joel said, we didn't think polls were they don't offer as much input as something else that is already in the $10 tier, which would be the, occasion- the live stream. Yeah. The occasional live streams where you would be able to put live input in the form of a full comment. So yes, we're, we're going to be moving that down. So again, just another way to become a bigger part of the show. And hopefully, you know, uh, the more people we get on there, we can, you know, build a community and you find other, uh, other people who enjoy making cats and RPGs. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever else we do. Yeah. Anyway, now I think we can move on. Austin, you want to plug your stuff real quick? Sure. So I do various things online uh, under the alias Avalon Alchemist. He called it an alias. <laughs> you can type that in at basically any social media with a T aka twitter tumblr tiktok and twitch i post pretty sparingly but i think the stuff that i do post and repost is pretty quality i've been doing more twitch streams i had to put the resident evil playthroughs on hold sadly but now that i am back i finished resident evil 1 jill's playthrough so i plan to stream chris's playthrough soon i may be done with it by the time this episode comes out but i still have literally every other resident evil game to get through so i will be probably on two and i'm playing the remake of that 
So I'm looking forward to that. I'm also streaming a ton of other stuff. Uh, I've been playing like Call of Duty Zombies, both the new Modern Warfare 1 and like old Black Ops 3 custom zombies. I've been playing some Destiny with some friends that I kind of lassoed into the game. That's been fun. I've been Sherpaing them through various high-end content, and I think that's a good laugh. So yeah, uh, go check me out there. Give me a follow and feel free to join in, say hi, uh, whenever you got the time. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention, I'm also on Blue Sky. I don't really post there much just because, I don't know, I feel like there's not much going on on Blue Sky from time to time, but maybe I'm just not on it enough. So Maybe you're not following enough people. That is also probably true. I think I'm only following like 10 people on Blue Sky, so... Yeah, my dude, uh, it doesn't matter what social media you're on. Your timeline is going to look pretty sparse if you've got not enough followers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Like, if you're going to be on Tumblr, you got to follow the Snapcube crew, then you got to follow Wayne Radio TV, then you got to follow the, like, three trans VTubers on there. Then your your timeline will be full. Gotcha. I'm going to need all of those links after we're done recording this. <laughs> But that is enough for me. Um, that's all I got. So, Joel, what have you got? Where where are you at? So, you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Blue Sky, all at Danalo Lioge. That those are the that's the big ones. I'm not really like doing anything cool other than making an RPG right now. So, like, you you can't expect to see any great posts from me. But if you don't know how to spell that username, by the way. I don't blame you. It is my actual name spelled backwards. You'll probably have better luck finding it by going to jholland.start.page, as is linked in the show notes, and, you know, finding my socials from there. <laughs> that's all I got. Gotcha. Well, if that's everything, then I guess we will let you all get back to the show. Enjoy the rest of Wanderhome. Oh, yeah, the Wanderhome creator is also on Tumblr. Oh, nice. Okay, choose two you are and two you refuse to be. Oh, this is interesting. So we have attentive, respectful, adorable, quiet, friendly, smart, scared, a boy, and a girl. So we could just refuse to have, a, like, be gendered is the the funny thing here. Yeah. <laughs> I think, though, if, if we're basing this on the popular Steamboat Willie character, Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, some some uh, realities to uh, consider here. I would say he would refuse to be quiet because every clip I've seen of that man, he's whistling. True. Probably would refuse to be attentive because that that mouse liked to run around and slack off. And I think that the two you are, two you refuse to be goes on personality because it has the it has four lines. Yeah. So you can say that you are. Not quiet and not a not a girl. I don't know. Uh, it's so funny. I I feel like the not a girl slash not a boy or is a girl slash is a boy is such a cop out for these. Yeah. I mean, yes, it makes sense, but also like. Okay, let let's uh, ignore those then. Not scared. Not scared. That's a good one too. So I am friendly. I was gonna say. I think. Am friendly and. What's our next one? We're kidding. Am adorable. I was about to say, we should do adorable. Yep. <laughs> we are so adorable, it is literally a personality trait. That's how it be. Let's look. Choose three to four to describe your look. Hmm. 
grass-stained jeans, bandages, stuffed animals, suspenders. That we have to do suspenders. Cap that's always worn backwards, awkwardly sized maroon cloak, flowers forever in hand. I'm sorry, is that ocarina? Yeah, like the ocarina of time, but without the time powers, probably. Probably not. Sundress that whooshes when you spin, poking stick, stomping boots, and an overwhelming love for life. Um, I like... <laughs> so obviously suspenders. Yes. Stomping boots, I think, would be good. I agree. And then an overwhelming love for life. Almost feels like a cop-out, but it fits yeah. so well. It's it, it's funny because it says describe your look, and like, I... I could get where you would see somebody having an overwhelming love for life. Because, you know, sometimes people just exude that energy. Okay, we need one more. Well, we can have up to one more. Oh, that's right. Or we could have a bandage. He doesn't even have suspenders in the, sh- in the short. But I feel like he would have suspenders, you know what I mean? They, they give off that vibe. Yeah. Now, Pete had su- suspenders. Oh, that's right. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Oh, well, I think it still works. <laughs> okay, I don't think we need another one for this. Because he does wear a hat, but it's not backwards, so. And he only has the hat in, like, a couple scenes. Like, if you look at, like, all the posters and stuff that came out around the same time with the character Mickey Mouse, then most of them, they've got, like, the the color scheme that you know and love from Mickey today, but basically none of them has the hat. Wow, they actually just have, like, the full short here. If you want to watch the Steamboat Willie short, you can go to wikipedia.com. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, let's, uh, let's move on. Do you want to read this next part? Yep. Choose two life lessons you've been taught and two you've rejected. That is a lot of life lessons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got, you can't stop the world from hurting you. Kindness is stronger than anything else. There will come a time when you must fight back. It's better to give a gift than to receive it. Your parents made you who you are now. The world is bigger than you can wrap your head around. Authority figures cannot be trusted. All stories are lies. Your heroes will always let you down. Everything must someday die, and even this will end. I really like the idea of rejecting your parents made you who you are now because he is no longer under what would be his parent company. I also like authority figures cannot be trusted as our other, uh, Cause he's a, he's a, he's like a little mischievous guy. He doesn't listen to his boss. Yeah. That that's the whole that's the whole deal. Probably going prompts and choices, right? I wonder if there's. I'm gonna uh, skip ahead to another character sheet and see because different character sheets have different things in that section. So like, if you scroll down to the next one, the shepherd, then uh, it's not talking about life lessons. It's talking about your bumbles. Mm-hmm. Because you have a herd of bees. Yeah, I think this would just go in prompts and choices. Yeah, this seems like the prompts and choices section. That's what I'm thinking. Because I think this section in particular is different for every character. Yeah. The first life lesson taught is authority figures cannot be trusted. Yep. And do we decide decide on another one that we've been taught? I know we decided on two we've rejected. Or no, we decided one of the ones we rejected. And that one was the... Your parents made you who you are now. I think maybe a good one to learn is the world is bigger than you can wrap your head around. I like that one. Yeah, that is a good one to learn. Especially when you're a kid. Yeah. Learning that for the first time, you're like, whoa, there's so much out there. 
Yeah, you get that sense of wonder, and you realize that there'll, you'll never run out of new experiences. Speaking of new experiences, I had a ton recently. I went on a trip. Korean barbecue? Oh, yeah. If y'all have never had Korean barbecue, go have Korean barbecue. It's like one of the best things I've ever had in my entire life. I <laughs> was in that restaurant for like two hours. I don't even know if there's a place. Is there a place like anywhere nearby where we live that we can get that? Probably not. I know there's not one super close to me, but there is one in the city that I live. But it is like all the way on the north side. And I know you are on your more farther south, right? Very south. Like 20 minutes south. Let me double check. There's I know a- there's like a Benihana type place, but I, I don't think it's an actual Benihana. Uh, there There are some kind of south of the place where we're from. I don't know if we've ever said that on the podcast, but I don't want to give that away if not. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely said what what my home state is before, but like... True. Anyway, what what's our other... We've got one lesson left, right? Is it a rejection or is it a... Rejection, yeah. Rejection. Hmm. I like the idea of rejecting you can't stop the world from hurting you. I was just thinking about that too, because you can. You can stop the world from hurting you. There, you know, you can you can put up boundaries and you can save yourself from a lot of stuff. I I was going the opposite way that like the world the world can do a lot of things to you and but like I feel like as a kid that is not a lesson that you would necessarily be receptive to learning. Mm, that makes sense. I I gotta I gotta remember the fact that we're playing as a a kid and not you know an older adult because like not the nearly hundred year old mouse yeah (laughs) okay up next we have choose one you carry with you openly and one you carry with you secretly tell the table about them so yeah this is uh technically the last part of this we're supposed to do but we can choose these two items without a table present yep so let's see we have a nervous young paradise mantis, the last of its kind. A necklace with a painting of your birth family in it. Pan flute that reveals your heritage from a forgotten and hidden community. Uh, an encoded scroll that you can't read, pressed into your hands by one of the last heroes of the rebellion. Knack, a small luminescent god that once dwelled in the center of the holiest shrine in all of the hate. Uh, the capacity to see brief snippets of the future, which always revolve around a mysterious stranger with one white eye dreams about a vast and bloody war always centered around a powerful hero the ring of 99 vengeful demons the greatest treasure of the king of the floating (laughs) mountain and the heaven blade lost after slaying the (laughs) slobbering god that you would never use to hurt another soul (laughs) wow (laughs) I I can't tell if this is this is supposed to be like part of the world building that they do in the book or if this is just like this kid being like yeah I have the heaven blade that I got from slaying the slobbering god and meanwhile it's just like a really big stick <laughs> I mean it it says that it was lost after slaying the slobbering god so I don't think this kid slayed the slobbering uh, god. True, true. He just so happened to have found a lost sword and probably has no idea what it is. <laughs> Same thing with the ring of 99 vengeful demons. <laughs> yeah, like, does this kid put that ring on and just 
summon 99 demons? No, they turn him invisible. You know how this works. Oh, right, 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 right. You know, learn, learn about that one in history class. Forgot about that. <laughs> I do like the idea of him just openly carrying around the ring of 99 vengeful demons. <laughs> yeah, just being like, hey guys, check this out. <laughs> we... Why do you have that? I have no idea. Found it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. And then I think also, like, the encoded scroll you can't read might be a good secret item. Because, like, if it was pressed into your hands by one of the last heroes of the Rebellion, then it could be, like, you don't know who you can trust with that information. Yeah. Like, uh-oh. But but the ring you just found somewhere. <laughs> you, yeah, you found it somewhere. You're like, I have no idea what this does, but it looks cool as shit. <laughs> You don't know what the other thing does either, but someone made it seem real important. <laughs> I actually think there might be one more thing that we do. Because there's a, a section down here. This isn't like this isn't like a, a character creation thing. There's not a decision to be made here. But we have a list on page 91 of things we can always do. Oh. Yeah, the some things you can always do, I think, just go up here. I think you could just, like... Copy. Yeah, just, like, copy and paste those in place. But for the audience, the things that you can always do are get distracted, get really invested in a new interest, blurt out a secret, somehow manage to squeeze yourself out of trouble, ask another player, do you want to hang out with me? They get a token if they say yes. Or ask another player, do you want to see something really cool? Again, they get a token if they say yes. This This really is just what a kid would do. <laughs> yeah just a kid coming up to you and be like hey do you want to see something cool put on this ring <laughs> it'll summon 99 <laughs> 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 okay last it looks like during each seasonal holiday choose one you haven't chosen before okay this looks like it's stuff to do in play but i can go ahead and read this out these are learn a new lesson or reject a lesson you've previously learned Learn another new lesson or reject a lesson you previously learned. I'm assuming they're putting that on there twice so you can have some character development. Decide you're something no one thought you were. Refuse to be something you once considered yourself to be. Get a token whenever you learn something new. Spend a token to ask, why can't things be different? You can always ask, how did you do that? You can always provide a new perspective. Or you have grown up and come into your own Choose an unused playbook and transfer as much as makes sense from this playbook to that one. Wow, that's actually incredible. That last one, mm -hmm. I like that so much. That is so cool, man. That's I, that's great. Just even just reading this one playbook, I want to run a game of this so bad because I am a huge like I'm. I, I love RP in games like. Ask anybody that's in my D&D &D campaign, like, 90% of our <laughs> sessions have been mostly RP because, I mean, not everything has to be solved with violence, first off, and secondly, it's fun to just goof around with people in this, like, wild fantasy setting, but, like, this, man, this game sounds so cool. It really does, like, that. there's a reason that this was hyped up when it first came out. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't looked into this sooner. Yeah, all the playbooks, like, at the end of them, if you just, like, feel like you have put yourself at peace with a character, you can, you can just make a new one. 
Like, that's, like, probably the last option that most people would pick. But, like, if you feel like you've developed your character or, like, you feel like they're at a good stopping point, they literally give you that option in-game instead of leaving it Mm -hmm. open, which I think is... That was also a... Yeah, that's a thing that I've, I've seen in a few other, like, they were mostly powered by the Apocalypse games. Again, going back to my personal favorite, City of Mist, mm-hmm. episode three, if you haven't heard it already. Something that happens every time you get an improvement, you, like, that you get improvements and stuff, and you also, uh, can lose entire playbooks. Cause, like, every character sheet has four playbooks in City of Mist. Uh huh. So, like, Getting a set number of improvements or losing a playbook and having to start over with a new one gains you a secondary type of advancement point. And one of the advancements that you could buy at the end of that is leave the city. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. So, like, you just... It's the same kind of thing. You have the option to retire an existing character... Or fundamentally change them in a way that when they come up again, they will not be, you will not be playing the same style of play. Yeah, that's cool. It's so fun to do this show and see how different a lot of TTRPGs operate themselves. Like, even the ones that we play that are in the same, like, system, like the Powered by the Apocalypse system and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. E- like even using the same system how different these games can be and the fact that basically every game we play has some different take or angle or you know just thing to take away from it is really good that's one of the things i really like about doing this show but it's yeah it, it is so fun to just get a look at these and see what's up because we have we have found some real gems we really have and this this, I think, is one of them. It It's a fairly simple and straightforward character creation, and it's mostly just, like, making decisions about your character. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no... Like, this is just pen, this is pen and paper, like we said earlier. It's not a dice-based game. So, like a lot of uh, pen and paper games, you have a token system. Like, I think there was a token system in Warrior's Adventure Game. Mm-hmm. So, like, that that makes sense to have here. But you don't have to worry about, like, some of the, like, oh, how does this, how does this character choice affect the outcome of my roles? You get just, you just get to decide what kind of guy you want to play. Yeah. And, you know, there is some, some appeal to that. Cause, like, one of the things I like about, like, games that are operated through dice is that while you, you and your players are telling the story the dice also have a crucial part in telling that story and like you know they they hold your successes and failures and you can you have to adapt to that but it is also nice to just be like hey i have a token i want to do this thing and then you can just do it or like if you're like you know what i don't want to partake in this thing that's going on right now so i just won't it's mm-hmm. it's a lot more free form, which is also very interesting. Yep. So that's the uh, character sheet. There is a lot left to do when you're playing the game, but most of that will come up when you are working together with your fellow players or through play. Because there there was like that one thing that we we had to pass by because it says ask one of these questions to the person to your left and one to the person to your right. Mm-hmm. So. 
you've got that, but you've also got things like you have your, your kith and you have a place that is important to you and you have the seasons and every time the seasons change, you change. And that, that's all part of your character sheet as well. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, actually, I think some of these might be like, uh, some of these might be notes for other things. Yeah, there are but five pages to this character sheet. I think only the first one is actually the the character sheet because, like, mm-hmm. the place. I think the place is like, oh, we build. You you're literally building a, a place. This is either a collaborative effort or something. The game. Ma- I don't actually know if this game has a game master. I don't know because it's based on no dice, no masters. So it it might not actually. <laughs> I could I could very well see it not having. Like a GM. So that might be a, a collect. I think the the kith, uh, the the place. These are collaborative efforts. The seasons, deciding again as a, a group. Like, oh, what what's important about this season of the year? I think that's all that we have to discuss. That's that's all there is to the game. Yep. And this is a this is going to be a shorter episode. Sure is. That's okay though. Austin, do you have a cat pun to uh, send it? Oh, yeah, by the way, we only broke the one rule, which is the the intended rule that we are playing as kind of a more anthropomorphized version of our animal. We are just a kitten. We're here. We are ourselves. <laughs> yep, we're just a kitten that someone put uh, suspenders on and gave a ring of ultimate power. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that just happens. They're like, oh, look at this adorable little kitten. Surely he can hold the ring of 99 vengeful demons. <laughs> but yes, I do have a cat pun. Uh, if you, we are ready to uh, end it, send it off. I think we're there. Okay, so this is my impression of a sports announcer narrating an all-cats rugby team. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, hold on. Never mind. This is... <laughs> change change rugby. I know nothing about rugby. I said that because of what's coming <laughs> up. I'm going to do football instead. Because I know at least some about okay. that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. We have our team set up for the play here. Uh, looks like they're going to be doing a handoff. Oh, he's out of there. Oh, he's down. He's He's down to the 40. Oh, he's at the 30. He's... Ooh... Me, ouch, that looks like it's going to leave a mark. They're down at the 25-yard line, but it is first down. We'll uh, see you guys back here after these messages. (laughs) There you go.